BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Try Not To Care. If you're new here, welcome to Try Not To Care. So it's officially fall. I love fall. But the thing is, there really is a sweet spot during the fall. And then once we get out of that, everything goes downhill. I go from loving the fall weather, loving being outside, all the activities, drinking my pumpkin spice latte, wearing my cute little outfits, to staying in bed and not wanting to move being so unmotivated and just sad because there's no sunlight and it's cold and I'm just not having a good time and this isn't just me so many people deal with this at different points throughout the year but especially during the late fall into the winter and this is known as seasonal depression I know you might be thinking It's a little early to be talking about seasonal depression, but it comes quick. Like we're all having a good time now, drinking our seasonal coffee, going apple picking, thinking of Halloween costumes, watching seasonal movies. But after Halloween, things are going to get dark. Literally, it's going to be dark when you wake up, dark when you get out of work. And I just think it's better to talk about it now than when we're all suffering. While I have the motivation to talk about this, we're going to talk about it. So what is seasonal depression? Maybe you're someone who doesn't get seasonal depression and you're just loving life all the time throughout every season and you're like, what? What are we talking about? Seasonal depression who? Who is she? Seasonal depression, the actual definition, is a mood disorder characterized by depression that occurs at the same time every year. It's technically called seasonal affective disorder and it occurs in climates where there's less sunlight at certain times of the year. Symptoms include fatigue, depression, hopelessness, and social withdrawal. Now, most people aren't going and getting actually diagnosed with seasonal depression, but I do think a lot of us know what it is and can recognize when we're being affected by it. It's the sadness and discomfort at the same time every year. We have the same emotions and symptoms at the same time every year. I know that some people can feel this way at different times of the year. Like I know some people suffer really hard during the summer. But I'm going to be talking about fall and winter because of my own personal experience. I haven't experienced these types of feelings during the summer. So I feel like it wouldn't be right for me to speak on it or 
I wouldn't be able to speak on it in detail because I haven't gone through it. As I was prepping for this episode, I was trying to do more research on seasonal depression because although I'm affected by it, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing anything or I didn't have all my facts in line. So I was trying to figure out what the clear causes of seasonal depression are. Like I kind of know it's a lack of sunlight and I know that we feel this way when it gets colder but I just wanted to know if there was a set in stone cause for it but apparently there's no clear cause of it. Apparently it's just no sunlight, shorter days and because of that it might be linked to a chemical change in the brain. Also melatonin can play a part. From what I read melatonin is inhibited by light and stimulated by darkness so with it being darker out and less light throughout the day some people may be producing too much melatonin and melatonin isn't the direct cause for seasonal depression but it can create depressive symptoms like being more tired less motivated which is why you might feel that way during the fall and winter I have always felt this way. I've always struggled during the colder months. I mean, let's be real. I struggle with my mental health year round. But after Halloween is when things get much more serious because it's like, I'm depressed as is. Just add cold weather and no sunlight into the mix and you have my personal hell. I think for me and definitely just for me, like I don't want to speak for everyone because not everyone feels this way. But the colder months feel the loneliest to me, the most isolating. And it's hard to explain that to people because the months of November and December are the most family oriented. You typically spend your time with loved ones. And I've always had family. I've always had friends, even if that means one or two. I've had boyfriends, but I still feel alone. I think it's because a lot of my past trauma has happened in the colder months. And now I associate those hard times with November, December, January, February, even March. So after Halloween, after all the cute, fun fall activities like apple picking, pumpkin picking, haunted houses, once all that happens and ends, I kind of have to face reality and face the months that I dread all year. And it's the weirdest thing to explain to people It's hard to explain how I feel because December especially, there's so many amazing things happening. You drive around looking at all the lights on people's houses. There's snow all over the trees. People are listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas movies. There's holiday shopping. There's baking holiday cookies. The list goes on and on. There's so many amazing and nostalgic things happening during that time and people don't understand like how can you be so sad when there's so much joy? This episode is sponsored by Dipsy. As we transition into fall and holidays approach, I am going to be traveling a lot, especially on airplanes and as much as I love listening to a podcast or music, sometimes that just doesn't cut it and I need something else And that's why I recently have been listening to Dipsy Stories. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. You can find stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, or hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. 
Not only are these stories amazing and interesting as is, but you can now listen to spicy audios by your favorite TikTok creators, which just makes the experience more vivid and personalized. My favorite thing about Dipsy is there's always stories to listen to. When I find something I like, I tend to binge it. So with Dipsy, once I finish one, there's always something else I can dive into, whether it's sleep stories, wellness sessions, or sexy written stories. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com TNTC. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash TNTC. dipsystories.com slash TNTC. Thank you, Dipsy, for sponsoring today's episode. I think trauma aside, one of the things that has always made me anxious is knowing that after all the holidays pass, after Thanksgiving, after Christmas, after New Year's, there's not much to look forward to until April. And the idea of it being cold and dark and nothing to look forward to makes me feel so hopeless and I just want to rot in bed. Holidays aside, the weather and no sunlight alone is hard. I would like to say that my seasonal depression has gotten better since not being in school and not working at a job that requires me to wake up before the sun's up. And I'm really grateful for that. My anxiety when I was in school, especially high school, was off the charts. School is hard as is. The kids your age are mean. The teachers suck. And they aren't understanding The education system isn't built for kids who have disabilities or have a hard time learning or are struggling with their mental health. And then you're just expected to wake up before the sun's up and go to school all day inside until the sun is basically setting or has already set. And you do that for five days a week until you're 18. And then you have the choice to go for more school or do a nine to five, both taking up most of your day and most of the sunlight. Waking up and doing that sucks, but it's not even that. When you're waking up and it's pitch black outside, it's so cold, and you either have to go stand at a bus stop and wait for a bus to pick you up, or go outside and defrost your car, scrape off all the snow, and then drive to a place that you don't wanna go to and be there for seven hours unpaid is fucking torture. There's no one on the planet who is happy doing that. And the fact that we're made to do that for so many years, it's like, well, no wonder why so many kids are depressed. Maybe it is the excess melatonin that makes me tired during these months because I am so tired. And it's not even that I'm tired in the sense of I want to go to bed because I didn't get enough sleep. I could be so well rested. I could get more sleep than I even need. And I still feel this way. I am exhausted mentally and physically. I don't want to do anything. In the spring and summer, I have all of this energy and motivation to get things done. But in the winter, I don't have any of that. It takes so much of me to get up and do simple everyday tasks. Get up and make my bed, get up and do the dishes, get up and go to the grocery store to get groceries so I can eat food. Things that I do in the spring and summer that I do so effortlessly and I do them because it makes me feel good, it makes me feel accomplished. Whereas in the fall and winter, those feelings of accomplishment aren't enough. I don't care enough to do them, so I don't. 
I remember being in college and struggling so hard. One, because I just didn't care about what I was learning. But two, the majority of the school year, it's cold, it's dark. Two years out of the four, I didn't have a car on campus. So if I had to go somewhere, I had to walk or take the bus. Even my junior and senior year of college, the campus was so big, but there was such little parking on the campus itself. So I still had to walk or take the bus. And when it's winter and there's snow on the ground and the wind is blowing in your face and it feels like your fingers are going to fall off and the campus didn't even try to remove the snow or ice from the sidewalks, so you're fighting for your life to not fall and you already don't want to go to class or go to the library to study, it's really easy to make the decision not to go. And on top of having seasonal depression, being at college, being in a new state or city where you don't have any friends and you're already struggling with your mental health, it's really fucking hard. That was a really hard time for me. But with struggling with seasonal depression and I guess you could say just depression in general, I didn't have any motivation to want to do well. I had no drive to get up to study and work hard, so I didn't. You know, I passed, I graduated, but not to the best of my abilities. People who don't struggle with depression or mental health struggles, people who don't struggle with anxiety, with ADHD, it's really hard for them to understand how someone could have such difficulty with everyday tasks because to them, it's so automatic. To the average person in their head, when you have something to do, you just go and do it. When you have to go to work, you go to work. When you have to do the dishes, you do the dishes. When you have a list of things to do, you just get them done. But it's not that simple. There's been times where I have 50 things on my list of things to do, but I'm so exhausted. And the thought of having to complete those things on that list tires me out even more, exhausts me even more to the point where I physically cannot do them. It's really hard when you are in the situation of I need to do these things, but I don't feel well enough to do them. I don't have the motivation to do them. You know what you have to do and when you can't bring yourself to do those things, it makes you feel guilty, it makes you feel lazy, it makes you feel like you're not doing enough. There's been times where I've had a really difficult time getting myself out of bed in the morning and although my body probably needs it because I'm so fucking tired, my mind tells me, you are lazy, you are an adult, get out of bed and figure it out. And when I can't figure it out, it makes me sink even deeper into the depression and it becomes this endless cycle. I think that's the hardest thing, breaking that cycle. I think that's what was the most difficult to overcome because the years and the seasons are a cycle. You know the colder months are coming. You know that seasonal depression is coming and you almost prepare yourself for it. And when you live this way for so many years, you become accustomed to it. And once you're in it, once you're feeling the effects of seasonal depression, it's hard to turn everything around and just feel better. I do think it's good to allow yourself to slow down and give yourself the rest that your body needs, but I don't think it's productive to be so debilitated during set months every single year. Not only does it hurt yourself in your work life, social life, 
your everyday routine, but it's mentally hurting you. It's putting you in a mental state that you don't have to be in. I definitely still struggle during the late fall and into the winter, but I feel like it's safe to say that I'm at a better place and I know how to cope with it so I don't spiral and end up wasting five months of my life in bed. I think I found ways to be productive and take care of myself and maybe part of it just comes with age or maybe it's because I'm in a better situation now and I'm happier now, but I want to offer you advice and give you ways to combat seasonal depression if you're struggling, whether you're still in school, in college, maybe you're my age, maybe you're older, wherever you are in life, if you're struggling, I just want to give you some tips and tricks because I know that I definitely needed these at one point in my life. Number one, working with your body instead of against it. If you feel like you need a day to rest and lay in bed and watch your favorite show, you don't have the energy to go out on the weekend with your friends, the idea of going into work tomorrow makes you sick to your stomach, give yourself the day to rest. When you're already feeling so low energy and bad about yourself and then you push yourself to get things done, You don't perform to the best of your abilities and you end up burning yourself out more. Not giving yourself time to recharge is going to make it harder for you long term. If you have two things that you need to do today, but you feel like shit and you try to push yourself to do those things, but you physically can't because you don't have the energy to do them, so you do them half-ass, the next day you're going to wake up feeling even shittier, having even less energy because you didn't recharge, But now you have more things to do. You have to finish the two things plus more things with even less energy than you had. Whereas if you took the day to just chill and refuel, you would have enough energy to get everything done and do those things well. Pushing yourself to do things isn't always the right thing to do. I know there's things in your life that you think if you do them, people will like you more people will respect you more people will think you have a good work ethic you'll be more successful you might think doing these things will make your life more meaningful will give you more value but that isn't always the case sometimes the most productive thing that you can do is rest sometimes deciding to take a second to take care of yourself is the best thing that you can do for yourself because if you don't you're just going to burn yourself out and not be able to do all these things that you want to do to the best of your ability. Sometimes saying no to plans is the best decision. People ask if you want to come out and hang out with them and you say yeah because you're a people pleaser and you want to make others happy but then you go out and you have a horrible time. You're moody and you ruined the experience for everyone. If you're really struggling with seasonal depression And the idea of getting ready and putting on a cute outfit and going out and socializing sounds awful to you. Stay home. Spend the night in doing things that you actually want to do. Do things that make you happy. Hibernate a little bit until you feel good enough to go out and hang out with your friends. If they're your real friends, they'll understand why you're staying in. Number two is supplements. This isn't something that I've tried before, but I definitely want to incorporate into my routine this year. And it's kind of crazy that I never have tried them. I mean, in my head, it makes sense. Like if you're lacking vitamin D because of less light, take vitamin D, bitch. It's one of those things where you know what the problem is 
and there's an easy fix for it, but you're like, no, I, I'm not going to do that. I know it's going to make me feel better, but I'm not going to do that. You act as if you almost can't see it. It's like when your boyfriend's cheating on you and all your friends are like, maybe you should break up with him. Like you'd be a lot happier if you weren't dating this boy that's cheating on you. And you're like, mm, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do that. Or when you know your boyfriend's cheating on you, you've seen all the signs and you just like turn a blind eye and you're like, I'm going to stay with him. I know breaking up would probably make me happier, but I'm going to stay in this relationship and be miserable. It's one of those things where the solution's right in front of your face. Happiness is right in front of you and you're just like, I don't think I want that right now. So knowing that vitamin D might be your issue and that just taking a vitamin D supplement could potentially make you happier, just take the vitamin D supplement. Or if you don't want to take supplements, down some Sunny D. I used to drink that all the time as a kid because I hated orange juice and that's probably why I was carefree running around so happy. After I buy my own supplements, I'll link the ones that I buy in the show notes so you can also buy them too if you want them. But I really do think it'll be so helpful for me and you. Number three, switch up the energy. Do you ever have the desire to just rearrange your room? Like out of the blue, you're just you're just sitting in your room and you're like, my bed would look really good over in that corner. You rearranging your space literally switches up the energy. It gives you a new perspective. It might motivate you. It might make you more productive. Change is good. That's why people love the beginning of the year, why people love the beginning of the week, because it makes you strive to do better. It feels like a fresh start. You don't want to feel stuck. You don't want to have stagnant energy. So with switching up the energy, switch up your routine with each season. Having the same routine as you do in the summer isn't going to be helpful for you in the winter. In the summer, I wake up, I like to sit on the porch with an iced coffee and go for a walk and I might go out on a random Tuesday night because a margarita sounds great and it's summer, why not? But in the winter, I'm not waking up at the ass crack of dawn. I'm not sitting outside in the freezing cold. Would I like to go for a walk? Yeah, but I'm not going to. If I have to wear a winter coat and boots and gloves and freeze my tits off, I'm not going. I still want to exercise. I still want to move my body, but I'm not going to do that if I have it in my head that I have to do everything the exact same way as I was doing in the summer. So finding exercises that work for you, finding activities that work for you, maybe you find a new hobby to do during the winter. During the summer, the beach might be the vibe, but during the winter, crocheting might be the vibe. The thing about us women is we're multi-talented. There's a lot of things that we could be doing. You just need to find what you enjoy doing. Change up how you wear your hair. This is a good time to dye your hair. Chop all your hair off. Try different makeup. With each season, I like to change up what I eat. During the summer, I'm a big smoothie girl, salads, colder foods. But during the winter, I want soup. I want beef stew. I want something that's going to warm me up and give me comfort. We all know that our style changes with the seasons. Like I'm not going to wear a bikini during the winter and I'm not going to wear a thick sweater during the summer because we know wearing those is going to cause more harm than good. I'm not trying to get frostbite because I want to wear a bikini in December. 
So use that same thinking with every aspect of your life. Are there things that I'm trying to implement into the fall and winter that aren't meant to be happening during the fall and winter? Find things that make your life easier, that help you romanticize your life, and that just make your life more enjoyable. Number four kind of is going off of switching up the energy, switching up your routine. You want to prioritize your morning and night routine. I think a big part of why I struggled so much with school and work is because I would wake up, it's dark, it's cold, and I would only give myself 15 minutes before I had to be out the door. I would wake up, let my dogs out, get changed, make my coffee, and then go. I know it's hard to wake up in the morning, but if you prioritize your morning routine, you make a morning routine that you're excited about doing, it's going to be easier to wake up because you actually want to do it. Instead of waking up and just going straight to work or straight to school, wake up and take a hot shower. Put a big warm robe and slippers on while you do your skincare and makeup. Make yourself a hot coffee or a latte with whipped cream on it. Lately, I've been using this pumpkin spice like whipped cream. It literally tastes just like cold foam. I don't, I think I got it at Big Y, but I'm pretty sure Target has it. But it's so good. I get so excited to make my coffee. And, you know, you can put on a cozy show to watch while you're doing it. Or that fire thing that you can put on your YouTube, like the fire log. They usually do it during Christmas time, but fuck it, put it on right now. Who cares if it's not Christmas? I've always had really bad anxiety at night, especially if I had to wake up the next morning for school or for work. So right after dinner, I'd be thinking, okay, I only have a few more hours until I have to go to bed. I really don't want to go to bed because tomorrow morning I'm going to have to wake up early and go somewhere that I don't want to go. And to avoid all those anxious thoughts and feelings, I would distract myself with going on my phone for hours until bed. Instead of doing that, romanticize your night routine. After dinner, take a shower again or take a bath. Do your skincare again. Take it a step further and do a face mask or paint your nails. Bake yourself a really good treat. Like I like making cinnamon rolls, chocolate cake, love a good seasonal cookie. Put on a seasonal movie or get into watching a show. Like I just finished watching Only Murders in the Building. I have been watching The Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. I'm going to be watching Love Island soon. You can play your favorite video game, read a book. Just have a set routine that you look forward to when you get home from work or school. You shouldn't dread coming home. You shouldn't think, oh, I got to go home and go to bed and do this all over again and it, it fucking sucks and I hate my life. It doesn't have to be that way. Number five, talk to someone. I know it's hard to open up to people. It's hard to admit that you're struggling. And I know that it's hard to talk to someone about seasonal depression because so many of us struggle with it that it's kind of downplayed and people are like, oh yeah, you're so quirky. Like you're sad during the winter. Like, yeah, I literally am. I am sad. Some people won't get it until they literally get it. There's people who have a hard time helping you unless they relate to you, unless they've been through it themselves or are struggling themselves. They don't know how to help you, even though sometimes you don't necessarily need help. You just need someone to listen to you. But that's why it's really important that you find people who are willing to sit down and listen to you and really listen to you and take the time to hear you, understand you, 
and comfort you in whatever way that you need. We all have friends. Well, some of us do. (laughs) You asked me like a year or two ago, I'd be like, I have none. But sometimes friends just don't cut it. So if you don't have a friend who you feel safe talking to, if you don't have a family member you feel safe talking to, seek help from a professional. I'm telling you, it is worth it. I know it's hard to. I know it's hard to admit that you need help. But they're there for a reason. Even just trying it once, trying to go to therapy one time, going to your primary doctor and saying, hey, shit's really hard right now. I need help. That's what they're there for. I've also just realized that talking in general is helpful. There's times where I feel like I have no one in my life that I can talk to. And that's why I love social media so much. That's why I love this podcast so much. Because talking through my emotions and what I'm thinking is the release I need. Talking to my camera on my phone or my computer with no intention of those videos of me going anywhere is the release that I need. But the thing that I do like about social media and putting my thoughts online is that I get feedback and I get people responding with advice and their own experiences. And not only that, but it makes me and whoever's watching it feel less alone. With seasonal depression, it can almost feel as if you're weak because it's like, how are you depressed because of the weather? Like it's not that serious. But to have people hear what you're saying and really see you and understand you makes you realize that you're not being irrational. You're not being dramatic. It's something that so many people struggle with. And you're not weak for feeling the way that you do. You're not weak for expressing how you feel. You're actually really fucking strong for expressing yourself and trying to find ways to manage the pain you're feeling. I want to end this episode on a lighter note and give you my seasonal depression essentials, kind of like how I gave you my period care essentials in the last episode. I'm just going to speed through these really quick and I'll also link these in the show notes. I don't personally have this one, but I've heard amazing things and I definitely want one. It's the Hatch Sunrise Alarm Clock. I think there's a bunch of features within it, but the thing that I like for seasonal depression is it wakes you up to a sunrise light effect as well as different sounds like birds chirping, relaxing sounds, because I don't know about you, but my alarm clock on my phone genuinely gives me PTSD. Like there are certain sounds on my iPhone that I cannot hear. Like if I'm out in public and I hear it, it makes my stomach drop into my asshole because it reminds me of my time waking up during school. Going off of that, getting yourself a light box, people refer to this as light therapy because it mimics the outdoor light and the type of light can make a chemical change in the brain that lifts your mood. I think this is a pretty reasonable, easy thing to incorporate into your daily routine. You can turn it on while you're getting ready. You can lay in bed with it. Whenever you need it, just turn it on and get some sun. I think heating pads are really great too if you suffer from the cold, like if that's what's affecting you so much. I talked about this briefly in my last episode, but a heated stuffed animal, that's a really good option and you just throw it in the microwave and you lay in bed with it and it's super cozy and super warm. Going off cozy, cozy blankets, PJs, anything that's going to make you feel warm and make you feel comfortable. I think going based off the season too can lift your mood. So buying Halloween themed blankets, Christmas themed PJs. I am like pretty certain that the reason why we have these cute little holidays like Halloween is because without them, these months would suck ass for everyone. 
and everyone would be miserable. So you might, might as well take advantage of them while they're here. And then the last two essentials are a streaming subscription service, whether that's Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, whatever it may be, because realistically, no one watches cable anymore. And there's something so comforting about always having something to watch. I love ending my night with my favorite show. I'm someone who binge watches shows. So once I finish one, I'm like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? I've lost all my meaning. But that's why I like having Netflix and Hulu because once I'm done, I can just go and find something else to obsess over. And then lastly, a food box subscription. When you're struggling mentally, it could be really hard to get yourself up to cook or even go to the store to buy groceries. So having a subscription box like Green Chef or HelloFresh, I know there's other ones too, but those are the only two that I'm familiar with. But they're really nice because they deliver you a week's worth, if not more, of meals with all the meats, all the ingredients, everything's measured out, instructions on how to make the meal, like They make it so easy for you. It's also customizable. So you're eating food that you actually want to eat. It's basically done for you. All you have to do is cook it. And you don't have to plan anything. You don't have to go buy the food. It's just one less thing that you have to worry about. And if you struggle with food or the idea of having to make meals for yourself, this gives you something to look forward to and makes making the meals and eating the meals more enjoyable. But those are my essentials. Like I said, I'll have those linked for you. That is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it brought you some comfort and maybe has made you feel less anxious about the colder months ahead. As always, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you could, make sure to give Trying to Care a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, respond to the Q&A on Spotify, follow my socials, and check out today's sponsor in the show notes. I love you, besties, and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, besties.